Welcome to All Fired Up. I'm Louise, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk all things anti-diet. Has diet culture got you in a fit of rage? Is the injustice of the beauty ideal getting your knickers in a twist? Does Fitspo make you want a Spitspo? Are you ready to hurl if you hear one more weight loss tip? Are you ready to be mad, loud, and proud? Well, you've come to the right place. Let's get all fired up. Welcome back once again to All Fired Up. Thank you for joining me again. And I am so pleased this week to bring you a brilliant conversation with a returning guest. So her name is Meg McClintock. She is an anti-diet dietitian from Choose Nutrition. And she is also one of our lovely untrapped guides. And Meg was on the show before when she was having an exquisite rant about a product called Skinny Sugar, which is a sort of a sugar substitute product. The thing that stood out about Skinny Sugar was that dietitians were promoting it, which made Meg completely feel sick. But also the marketing of Skinny Sugar was just so incredibly sexist and old-fashioned that it just made her want to punch things. So she came on and had a wonderful download about Skinny Sugar and it was great. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go and have a listen because it's great. But Meg is back and you know what? She is mad as hell because she has come across something which just pressed all of the buttons that she has. So what I'm talking about is losing weight for Jesus. So weight loss programs that are run from a church. So it's sort of this blending of religion with pursuing weight loss, which it got Meg absolutely going because she is not just a non-diet dietitian, she's also a Christian. So she really wanted to come on the show and download and get really fired up about this and sort of unpack, you know, just what's wrong with this kind of stuff and sort of hopefully lead the way in, you know, shifting this sort of trend perhaps of diet culture pushing its way into religion. I mean, gosh, doesn't diet culture just get into everything? Like like a fart in an elevator. It's just sort of everywhere. But hopefully with conversations like this, we will be able to freshen the air and change things. So without further ado, I give you the wonderful Meg McClintock. Meg McClintock, thank you so much for coming back on All Fired Up. No worries, Lou. So tell me, what has got you going? What is getting you all fired up this week? Well, what got me fired up this week was a little YouTube clip that I saw. It's it's doing the rounds and it's doing the rounds as a let's laugh at this, which is a good thing. But it's this lady basically selling her weight loss diet, but it's lose weight for God or lose weight by, you know, connecting with God and lose weight God's way. It's just just nonsense. Mm. And it should be laughed at because it's hilarious. But actually, I think the, what made me angry is that it represents, I'm Christian and it represents this version of Christianity that is very far removed from A, my experience, B, the Bible and C, anything healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it got you on like heaps of levels, right? As a dietitian and also as a Christian person. Yeah, yeah. and as an anti-diet dietitian. Like I'm sure she, she's a dietitian, I think, the chick who's been recorded in it. And yeah. as an anti-diet, weight neutral, haze dietitian. And Christian, it was just like wrong on so many levels. Yeah. So the person that we're referring to here is someone called, she's from the USA. Her name is Gwen Shamblin and she's from something called Way Down Ministries, which is. I've never heard of, thankfully. (laughs) 
<laughs> now that I have, I can never go back. <laughs> it seems to be a church devoted to helping people find quote unquote permanent weight loss. Yeah. Instant yeah. permanent weight loss. There's some pretty fascinating language on this on the website, which I'd never come across. Yeah. <laughs> and permanent weight loss. Yeah. If you're full from God, you won't need to eat lots. It's oh. to be the core tenets that if you are turning to food for anything except just like hunger that that's wrong and that you shouldn't be doing that which is complete nonsense it's, wow and a lot of the language on the website's really consistent with sort of your non-diet stuff you know diets don't work we try them and they don't work and you know we shouldn't diets don't get to the roots of the problem you know we shouldn't be eating off lip should be counting exchanges taking appetite suppressants ex- doing excessive exercise like all this stuff and then she goes <laughs> Her solution to this is just to connect uh, to yeah. God. Yeah, which basically, but it's a diet. She's still saying you have to diet, but just not calling it a diet. Oh, it's a total diet. And it's probably, from what I can see, it's not like a prescriptive diet. It's like the hunger and fullness diet. Essentially. Yes. Like yeah. if there's any eating when you are not hungry, that that's really terrible. And I think there's a lot, there's, there's a fair bit of specific no good food, bad food stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's just so many things. Like I unfortunately did take a dive into the website and watched a lot of the videos. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I went down a different wormhole, as I mentioned, because I couldn't find, like when you were like, when I said I found this thing and I couldn't find it, I went looking for it. (laughs) What did you Google? Do not Google Jesus weight loss YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) how am I going to find this crazy lady and yeah that got me to all sorts of oh my goodness there's some scary stuff and like I think most of it's really Americanized like I have to you know put it there it's so different from my experience with my faith and growing up yeah in a Christian home and going to church and I've never come across anything really like this in any churches that I've been in which is a good thing yeah so what because you know I'm not religious so what is the difference between American stuff and Christian stuff here in terms of oh, we can even divide it like mm. that because there's even so many differences within churches even in Australia. So essentially, so I would sort of say that I'm from as what like an evangelical background. So that is that we Bible and oh, it's so hard to explain because there's all different denominations. And I've gone to Anglican churches, I've gone to Presbyterian churches, but ultimately they they but they have the same core beliefs. They might have some different things in the way they structure their churches or whatever, but have the same core beliefs around the Bible. But in America, it seems to be. Again, even there'll be so much, like we've got the Westboro Church who were, you know, call themselves a church, which is the furthest thing from the Bible that you could imagine. And then you've got Donald Trump saying he's a Christian, a Bible-believing Christian, and then being just a horrible human being. So I think yeah. there's this real disconnect between, and what I think I know about the video is this disconnect between what Christianity actually is, if you actually, you know, talk to Christians, listen to Christians and look at the Bible, compared to what is often in the in the public space as what a Christian is, what a Christian believes. And so I think that's what annoyed me so much about this is like this doesn't represent at all what I think the Bible says or what I believe is a Christian. It's so physical-based. It's so... It's, it's appearance-focused. It's what, so what, she's, focused. what she's saying is basically overeating is a sin and that her program makes you think like a thin eater. And yeah. So, well, if you do what she... If you sort of turn to God and do what she... And follow her kind of food and hunger rules, then everyone will become thin. And, yeah. God, and, and God doesn't, 
doesn't want us to be thin. He wants us to be godly. He wants us to be kind and generous and patient and loving. And like, it's not, there's there's so few descriptions of physical attributes in the Bible. Like there are so few. And there's like talk of, you know, that beauty is actually fleeting and it's not something to, you know, to be, to strive for. Um, there's, you know, bits in the Bible say, you know, physical training is of some value, but what's much more important is your character and godliness. And it's just, it's complete, like diet culture has just gotten its hooks in to what's supposed to be that acceptance and being worthy just as you are, because you are a human. Mm-hmm. And then it's hooked in to say, well, actually, no, we only accept one type of human here. And if there's a different body human, well, you must be doing something wrong. Like it's not, she, she has all this talk of, you know, being in a larger body or, you know, she, in my air quotes, obesity is a spiritual condition. And I'm like, it's really, not, yeah, that was on the website. It's not a spiritual condition. It's a body type. <laughs> wow. What, so, I wonder what kind of spiritual condition, like a role. One that makes you unacceptable apparently, which is just not, just not the case. God. I think um, growing up in Australia and having my parents, like I'm one of five kids, four girls and a boy, we're all treated the same. We were, I was never put in a box because I was a girl. I never got the, the message from anyone that I had to keep my body in a certain way to please my husband. But I have heard that a lot. Like I was actually listening to a podcast recently with Tabitha Farrar, the Eden sort of recovery podcast. She interviewed a woman who'd been really damaged by that messaging. Mm. And so... I think it can be there in Christian circles. It can be there in some churches. And there was a, um Australian church. I remember hearing a lady quoted saying, you know, your husband doesn't want a, to need a crane to roll you over in bed. So you better, you know, so watch your weight, essentially. Um, <gasps> I'm horrified. Oh, my God. I heard that like I hadn't I wasn't a dietitian yet I certainly wasn't a high dietitian and I remember being horrified and saying no 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 that is just not in the Bible that's just not actually something uh, that we have a responsibility to do or be but it is there like I think it does come in a lot of churches and I might have escaped it a bit just simply because I am just naturally in a thinner body so I might have escaped yeah you're also kind of hot, so you know. So it, hot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you don't get, you don't but get. From like, a side of point of view, yeah, I mean, I fit yeah. the mold. So I certainly <laughs> have privilege there that I don't get. Yeah, I've probably dodged. Yeah, but that's what gets me. Like when I was reading this, all of the, all this YouTube video from this woman is what would it be like to you know be a chronic dieter someone who's struggling with being in a larger body going along and trying this way down ministries course mm. finding it difficult like most people yeah. do even so if you're even failing at like how, how that's only going to s- split you away from your community and from god and like it's just it's really it's the focus on physical appearance i think for me is just so frustrating as well because it's just not in the bible like it's literally there is nothing there saying like there's occasional comments on, you know, a beautiful woman, but not like, it's just a, it's a neutral descriptor almost like, and there's a bit that says like that Jesus, there's nothing in his appearance that would make you attracted to him. Like they actually, it actually downplays appearance. Like Jesus was not attractive, not hot. (laughs) And so if he's not hot, why do we have a responsibility to be hot based on some society's standards? Like it's just diet culture completely. Yeah getting in and twisting like it does, twisting and undermining and making people feel crap and unworthy. I know, but to do that like in religion, which is, you know, so meaningful for so many people, it's diabolical. Absolutely. And I have, um, I'm sure she won't mind me saying I have this beautiful, you know, you have those clients who you're like, we would totally be mates if we'd met in different circumstances. Oh, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> those people, 
but she happens to be a Christian. Like I don't bring it into my sessions as my own faith. I don't bring it into my sessions. But if someone else does, brings it in and ask my opinion, I'll talk to them. Yeah. And so she knows that I'm a Christian. She said to me, you know, her family is so concerned about her body size, but they never ask her how she's going with her kindness or her patience or her love or her Oh. but that's so always concerned about how she's going with the weight and she's like it doesn't it's not okay it doesn't make sense it's not important and why in a family so it's, it's obviously there mm. that diet culture has just corrupted everything that is it's so incredibly dreadful to think that that's a thing so it's that that focus on appearance interfering in religion coming from diet culture that sucks that just completely sucks yeah so so also in all this Gwen Shamblin way down ministry stuff is the repeated idea of individual responsibility Mm. yeah your fault it's yes it's your fault there's something wrong there's something wrong in this context there's something wrong in your relationship with god but in you know other diet culture stuff there's you know there's something wrong with your willpower or Mm. self-control or motivation whatever they'll find something wrong when Mm. we know that bodies just come in different sizes and sometimes there are you know disordered and unhelpful behaviors and relationships with food going on but that's not only people in larger bodies and it's not for all of them yeah, and, then, and also if we are able to address and fix and support things like maybe binge eating, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll lose weight. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. And it's not sin, it's mental illness. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when, when we say that, we mean, yeah, an eating disorder is a mental illness, not a sin. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not a character flaw. And okay. I think that can be really unhelpful as well that people, you know, who might have a faith and also have an eating disorder feel like the eating disorder is. Again, A, within their control. It's a disorder of faith. Yeah, like it's a disorder of faith. If they just had more faith, they'd be well. And that's just not correct. It's just not the way that. No, it's just, it's just not science. It's just not science. That's right. It's just not not the way we're created. Like it's where the world is not perfect and there's going to be stress and mental illness and we need to support people in that, not Mm. tell them if they just try harder or if they just had more faith that that would go. Yeah. They need proper therapy. Gosh, well, Gwen has literally not a leg to stand on, in my opinion. I'm absolutely bloody disgusted in her because she is a dietitian and the mm-hmm. daughter of uh, surgeons. So she's got all the way up to like a master's in dietetics. And she actually says on her website, I can't actually believe she said this, but it's something along the lines of, I learned all about the science. You know, I learned all about the genetics. I learned about epigenetics. I learned about nutrition. She would have learned about the socioeconomic impacts of stress on the body we hope so but i don't think that we, we're just not taught a lot of that stuff right so right. we think we know it and then a bit of digging later on in your continuing professional development you come across all this stuff and think wow i feel like i should learn this at you yeah but it's just, you know, we're taught about you know being um thinking about socioeconomic status but from a really privileged position like we're tertiary oh. Yeah. And most likely, you know, relatively wealthy. We might be broke with my students, but we're still not that broke. And that we can still go uni. Mm, I don't think Gwen was broke. But so but I she actually says really, no, I don't think she really is at all has any empathy for No, no empathy whatsoever. And she actually says at the end of all of her studies, she's like, I've learned all the science, but there must be something more and it's gotta be God. Right. So she's throwing out everything she's actually been taught about science she knows about science and she's just disagreeing with it on the basis of god um and then this terrible website which is just stuffed full brimming with testimonials and all of these people talking did you see the the numbers of testimonials i don't know if you saw so she's got this people millions of people have accessed our materials and we've got hundreds 
of testimonials. I'm like, oh, one in 10,000? Doesn't seem like it's actually any higher than what the science is telling us. Gosh, no, but the the use, the psychological use of testimonial after testimonial with massive weight change and people looking happy and upbeat music, it's all designed to create the veneer and the impression of this is the best thing in the universe. But like you said, testimonials are not science. And like usually at this point in the podcast, we might start talking about the science or the papers that have been published and, you know, eviscerate them. But you know what? There's, there's nothing. There's not even a nothing, not a study, not a research paper, no numbers, literally nothing to back up Gwen's bullshit except all of these testimonials. Yeah, yeah. And I think what's really interesting, so for me, like weight neutral, dietetics and haze sits really beautifully with my worldview as a Christian in that, you know, we are just as you are is enough. Your body is wonderful and so caring for it is a good thing from a place of acceptance. And it actually fits beautifully. I never, I was always so uncomfortable with this idea of thinner is better because it just clashes so strongly with my views that actually all people are valuable simply for being human. Yeah. And, And we need to move away from having people on a pedestal because they're thinner and prettier or whatever. Because at the end of the day, like it's actually a heart that matters. It's what's inside our character. Yeah, I love that. So I just can't bear this pushing of women in particular within churches to pursue this society's beauty ideal under the guise of it being better and being pure and being godly. It's actually probably just making a whole lot of people feel really crap about themselves. And it's something part of what I hate about diet culture, you know, as a Christian, is it undermines our trust in our body. I believe our bodies have been designed really, really, really well to keep us safe and to you know, could just go around this world and do fantastic things and that we can trust our body. And so it's, again, it's that complete diet culture just splits that apart. It says, no, you can't trust your body. Your body's wrong. There's something wrong with it. And so that doesn't actually fit with my beliefs around, actually, no, we're very created, like pretty cleverly for our good. And so this, so when weight-centric diet culture tries to get into religion and it's I can see why it happened and I don't know if you've listened to the podcast anyone listening should totally go and listen to the podcast with Christy Harrison the food site one where she interviews Alan Alan Levinovitz yes yes awesome yeah fascinating So, so interesting around this desire to you know achieve cleanliness and godliness through what we eat but the Bible is really clear that actually it's not what goes into our body that is a problem with human like with humans and makes and causes wars and causes conflict and causes problems in the world it's actually what comes out of our hearts that is the problem and that all foods are clean like it was um Susan Williams who took a photo from her daughter and highlighted in she had religious studies class and highlighted in the Bible you know <laughs> this particular passage where Jesus declares all foods clean which he did, I, didn't I he yeah about clean eating and that was you know very much saying it's not what you eat that has actually anything to do with godliness and acceptability mm-hmm. that's not how it works it's actually do you trust Jesus and mm-hmm. a lot of that want to live how he said to live like it's it's just such a can't think of the word. Bullshit. Yes. Yeah, that one. Such a twisting of what should be good into something that's just awful. It's what diet culture loves to do. It's manipulative and it's gaslighting and it it takes a beautiful thing and corrupts it beyond recognition. Yeah, that's right. And actually takes away any sense of peace. Well said, yes, because she's gaslighting people and saying that this is the way to peace when what we know from all the scientific research, if if you're starving, you're anything but. 
at peak. Oh, if you're in the middle of this kind of almost, uh, well, some people are calling Gwen's ministries actually a cult now because the pressure is so enormous on people to basically not eat very much at all. Oh, and to, to sit down and do things like counting bites and stuff like that. So that's like, you know, she does mention stuff that looks, when you look at the website, like it could be mindful eating, you know, respond to hunger and eat gently. Mm. But what she's actually using it as a restrictive tool. Really strict roles. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There was one person on a blog who was talking about how she was with the ministry and if you ate more than 10 bites off your plate, you were judged. And if anyone finished <laughs> their plate, they were judged. Oh, my goodness. Ridiculous. Peace. <laughs> wow. Look, and there's so much. Like, there is, like, and lots of people, like, different, even, like, within sort of Christian religions, there is, like, different beliefs around food. Like, so Seventh-day Adventists, for example, they don't eat meat and will pull up all these sort of references around, you know, why it's apparently not, not okay, which other ones don't believe. So, like, I can see how people, you know, different readings of the Bible get people to different conclusions. But at the end of the day, if it's harming people and making them feel terrible about themselves and making them feel unworthy and like there's something like wrong with them, it's harmful. And it's yeah. not, it flies in the face of grace. Oh, beautiful. As I said, I'm not religious, but I have had really interesting conversations with clients of mine who are, and that concept of grace seems to be really important. And I think it sort of mirrors the concept of self-compassion where we don't need to do anything in order to be worthy, where we can simply, because we're here, we're worthy of care and love. And I think that that's where things like this lady really fly in the face of concepts like that. Oh, yeah, because only some people are going to be worthy of that by her reading. And it's only if you fit her mould, which is much more closely aligned with the world and society's idea of good than anything to do with the Bible mm. and things of good. And I think part of uh, one of the reasons this does come into, into our churches is, you know, when we're talking about character and what God looks for, you know, there's, I don't know if you've heard of the fruits of the spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, all these wonderful things. And self-control is on that list. And I think that people have just taken that and put it into meaning control over food because yeah. that's where there's a lot of money to be made if you can teach people they can have control over their food. It was not about food. Like it's about... Mm-hmm. No, but like diet culture loves to sniff around and vacuum up anything that it can use yeah. against us. Yeah, and look, it's, and it's sad that it's interesting. And look, I'm sure it's actually really interesting that we're <laughs> recording this just before Good Friday. I know. <laughs> on the weekend, I'm sure I will sit in, you know, even in my church, which is wonderful, and I'll probably cringe because someone will make a joke about being bad for eating too much chocolate, like literally on the same day that we're celebrating <laughs> that Jesus died for us to take us in so we don't have to do anything. Like hmm. it's not a moral issue. Like it's just, it'll, and I will cringe and everyone else will laugh, and that happens a lot when you <laughs> And you live outside the matrix of diet culture. And it's so, yeah, I find that really yeah, a bit funny that we're recording this just before Good Friday. I love the irony of it. I love the irony. <laughs> now, there's one aspect that I really did want to speak to you about because I can't make sense of it. But when we watched this little YouTube clip, it was pretty obvious that Gwen has some, not even sure how to describe it, she has some hair happening. <laughs> I love it. I think it's amazing. Like, I don't want to... It defines gravity. On um, Effie from, do you remember Effie? Oh, yeah, Effie from Wogs Out of Work. Yes. Yes, I do. This tiny, thin white woman with Effie, blonde Effie hair. Yeah, so for everyone who doesn't understand Effie and might be offended about me just saying the word Wogs, it was a 1980s 
Australian sort of stage show. Effie is a, an actress and she had that like massive, massive teased up hair in her stage show, which was called Wogs Out of Work. And sometimes, well, in the 80s in Australia, people from um, Mediterranean backgrounds reclaimed the word wog yes. as a funny kind of term. Yeah. But yes. Uh, yeah. Well, so Gwen, Gwen's hair. So, but, you know, I looked like her hair, like currently is like, it defies gravity. It's about I don't know, a <laughs> meter higher than yeah. I mean, going back to the because this thing way down has been around since the nineties apparently, and has sort yeah, of. Yeah, well, I look at the website, and you can scroll. Like, there's three ways of choosing. If you want to join, you can either be brand new, you can be returning from the nineties, or you can restart. <laughs> this is what I find amazing: like restarting. Did you try way down past but got off track? We can get you restarted. Like I thought this was the solution, the permanent solution. How can you get off off track from the perfect, wonderful solution? Truly, that's not possible. I um, love the phrase returning from the 90s. Are <laughs> <laughs> you returning from the 90s? Because yeah. Gwen, Gwen certainly is like <laughs> with that hair. And but but her hair has gone through these, like it's sort of, I don't know, it's been born again in several different iterations. <laughs> well, it's incredible focus on physical appearance. Like it must oh. take some serious hours to get that sort of elevation out of hair that looks like it's as thin as mine. I know mm. if I wanted to get hair that high, it would be hours of work. That's a mm. lot of focus on physical appearance. Which I know. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I just, I mean, I was just sort of fascinated by that so much that I couldn't really hear what you were saying. So I recommend no, no. anyone listening to, you know, just if you've got a glass of wine and a bit of bravery about you, have a look, but maybe turn the sound off because the stuff that she says is so deeply uh, offensive. It is quite offensive. Uh, and judgy and horrendous I mean phrases like lay down the idol of food and turn to God food yeah. is a fake God thin yeah. Asians only eat when they're hungry yeah oh. even just the whole thin is better it's just not not it's it's just, uh, it's just not no there's so many of them I didn't google lose weight for Jesus but <laughs> do I it did. God's way there's this whole um, God's weight loss plan I'm like no that's not a thing. Really? <laughs> like, I made that up. And God's weight loss guy. There's one by this guy. He's like, I'm God's weight loss guy. I'm like, really? I'm really? Like, oh, it's God's compassion guy. Like, um, <laughs> was, I'm sorry. God does not have a weight loss coach. I just no, I don't believe no, it. No. I have found another one called Thin Within. Okay. There's also Slim for him. <laughs> no. It's just, it's so wrong. And like, I know we're laughing about it, but it's oh, just. I'm horrified. It's infuriating because it's just like diets are from the devil and we don't need them in churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look, the thing within, it actually says it's an, and this is what really shat me. It says it's a non-diet approach to weight loss. Just that phrase deserves a yeah. bit of banking because Absolutely. it's so annoying. But if it's about just, weight loss, it's oh. End of story. No, no. Non-diet approach is not an approach to weight loss. Let's get that clear. Yeah. There's this theme with these these ministries about they they are picking people up with the disordered eating. So they're sort of saying the way to get rid of, like they're talking about people who are binge eating. They're talking about Mm. feeling out of control with food. That tends to be their hook 
Yes. So they're really targeting chronic dieters because chronic mm. dieters are more likely to be binge eaters because yeah, they're not so many diets. Who's the binge? Oh, so they're, they're really preying on the people who are very desperate and giving them, in essence, another diet, which is disguised as spirituality, which yeah. is not going to have the unconditional permission to eat factor, which is so important in actually treating binge eating disorder. Oh, here's Gwen's um, definition of mindful eating. Cut all portions of food in half <laughs> and eat slowly and stop at full. And, like, basically you have to be hypervigilant to fullness with every two. Yeah. And just think about how disconnected some of these diets will actually be from the hunger and fullness cues because of their years of dieting. Well, yeah, I mean, it's very common, isn't it? Like when we start to see people, it, it often takes months for hunger signals. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I say, you know, we do some months and like, I don't know when I'm hungry. Hmm. So saying someone, oh, just eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full, you know, that, then you're done. Like it's, it's such an oversimplification of something that's actually can be really complex depending on, what, you know, what someone's gone through on their path to getting to, hmm. to the reaching out for help. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's minimizes, I think it really minimises the actual distress that people are under and makes it worse that they, it's, you know, just say, oh, it's so easy to lose weight. You just have to do this actually just doesn't validate anyone's experience of what they've been going through to get to the point where they're Googling this lady. Mm. Um, mm. Particularly particularly when like the definition that they have for recovery from binge eating is weight loss. Yes. Now, no, that's just a whole level of mind fuck. And I did just say the F word, but it's just (laughs) wrong because recovery from binge eating is not 30 kilo weight loss. It's not weight. It's got nothing to do with weight. No, it's a mental health condition. And some people lose weight and some people don't. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like they, they shouldn't have their, whether they've recovered or not, be tied up in their weight because it's just going to set them right off again if it doesn't end up with what they expected or were promised or were told was what should happen. Absolutely. So apparently, Way Down Ministries in the 90s was one of, it was America's most popular weight loss ministry. Oh, <laughs> Of course they do. Uh, I know. It did vanish. I'm not really sure what happened. Something murky happened and it's shown up again, hence that kind of are you back from the 90s. And it's got this, it's called Remnant Fellowship now. Well, like if you Google that, there are a few troublesome pointers that have shown that really what she might be doing now is really getting very dark and a little bit cultish. So, yeah, yeah. Which is just, yeah, and then and only what got me annoyed is this gets shared around on Facebook. It's like, this is what Christians think. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not what Christians think. This is not even aligned at all. Yeah. True Christianity. It's just a mess. Yeah. So this is fringe Christianity and that's not even a play on her hair. <laughs> nice. I like that. It was like that was version. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I love what your your message is, which is really religion sort of says your appearance is not important. No. What's important is inside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Messages that we're getting against that are just stuff that has happened from diet culture. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh good rant. Oh. <laughs> 
that was, it, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I think one of the things has come out of this, like America is very different to Australia with these kinds of. Um, I think so, but I don't think that Australian churches are free of diet culture by any stretch at exactly. all. Exactly. Um, it's a little more underground here. It's a little bit less obvious. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole thing about culture, right? We don't notice it. And so part of what I'm kind of hoping to do over the coming years, at least in my church, is actually talk to you know women and say, hey, what's going on with this? And are we actually in our beliefs about our bodies and about weight and diets? Are we actually way too aligned with this really harmful diet culture in the world and rather than being aligned with, with what it says in the Bible? And actually trying to help our churches be safe for places for people in large bodies. Like I have been, you know, I've been in church where the sermon they were using it as an example, using weight as an example of sin. And it wasn't actually, he wasn't saying being fat is sinful, but that was the message that would have been landing with anyone in a larger body sitting in the audience, I'm sure. And that's not okay. So I would love to, you know, actually flag that with right. people saying, hey, these messages that seem innocuous, that seem normal, that seem okay, are actually harmful because they're increasing. We've got weight stigma in our churches now. We've got weight stigma harming people who we're supposed to be loving. Yeah, that's a really good point. If you're non-diet aware and you're also religious, you can bring that awareness into your church. Yeah, like I'm talking about like with Easter, there'll be good food, bad food talk. And, oh, I've done so bad for any of this stuff. And that, it's got to go. It's not helpful. And there will be people sitting there who it's actually directly harming. Like that, I don't think there's about eating disorder awareness in churches at all. And so that's, you know, something I think needs to needs to be raised and take away it from being a shameful, sinful thing that, you, you know, you, that you've got this messed up relationship with food. Just go, well, no, that's actually completely understandable given our society and, you know, it's a mental health condition, there's genetic predisposition, there's all these, you know, all these factors. How can we be supportive of, of this in our, in our church rather than actually just poking the bird and making it worse? Mm, yeah, so bringing the awareness into the church and into the communities and speaking up and using your voice and, you Yeah, know, I mean, that's my community. Out. That's one place that I can do it with the professional hat on as well. So... I think anyone in their own communities, whether it's Christian or what's their, you know, in their, with their exercise, if they've got sport, running, craft, whatever, wherever you're meeting with people with some like interests, we can actually push back against mm-hmm. this right culture, making it in there. Yeah. yeah. Just an idea, just going to, you know, run it by you. You could start your own ministry. You could start the non-diet ministries <laughs> and do your own YouTube videos with even bigger hair. Oh, yes. Can you do my hair for me? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't have enough hair. I'd have to get a hair piece. We I'd could get extensions. It'd be fine. Yeah, extensions, wig, because there's just no way that my hair is going to get that high. It's too yeah. thin. Yeah, it's it's a critical part of the message. Is <laughs> oh, it's just I don't know. Oh, something's got to be done because it's just harming lots of people. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Meg, for everything that you do, and I hope that everyone's feeling a little more hopeful about this whole idea of lose weight for God because it's just. I don't from anyone who has had that experience because you know I'm quite happy to get my activist on in churches, and if someone is feels like they're being harmed by stuff that's going on in their church, let me know. And I'll see, you know, I'm, I can write letters, I can talk to them, I can, you know, use my professional dietitian and eating disorder hat. So being Christian to, yeah, to help people understand stuff that they're not, it's not, I think this lady might have, I'm not convinced this lady doesn't have some malicious intent, but most, you know, most people in churches that I know, there's no malicious intent there. They just mm. don't know, yeah. just don't know that, they're, that they're doing harm because fat phobia and diet culture is just, the norm mm. Mm. so it needs to be pointed out as being yeah at odds with our message 
Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I mean, I'm going to put your email address and all your contact details in the show notes. So if anyone does want to take Meg up on her offer to come in and help out and fight the good fight, that's an awesome thing. Thank you. No worries. All right. Take care. I will. Nice talk to you, Lou. You too. The incredible and absolutely incandescent with rage, Meg McClintock. Thank you so much for coming in and having such an important conversation with me. And if you want to take Meg up on her offer of help and support and assistance in going into religious communities and getting the non-diet approach across, you can connect with her via the website, which is choosenutrition.com.au. So that's our show for another week and I will be back next week with another huge steaming pile of diet culture bullshit and I can't wait to rake through that. In the meantime, if you're enjoying All Fired Up, then please help us spread the word and get the message out to more and more people by going off to iTunes and hitting like and actually give us five stars. Why not? Give us five stars and a nice rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss episodes as soon as they come out. And if you have any ideas, if something's really getting up your nose and you're kind of peeved about some aspect of diet culture, please get in touch and email me at louise at untrapped.com.au and let me know what's getting your goat and we'll see what we can do about it. But thank you so much for listening and for all of the encouragement and comments each week because it really is lovely to know that this sort of stuff is resonating and helping to change people's lives in a meaningful way, which is exactly why I started to do it. So if you're looking for some more resources on this sort of anti-diet approach and where all of this stuff comes from, you know, you're interested in the weight science perhaps or, you know, why I am so passionate and why everyone I talk to is so passionate about stopping this pursuit and worship of weight loss. Then there is a resource that I have done with Fiona Willer, which is a free ebook called Everything You've Been Told About Weight Loss is Bullshit. And you can download that, as I said, absolutely free. It's available on the website, which is www.untrapped.com.au and you'll get a pop-up and you can sign up and download that free ebook. And it's a great resource for you to read and also something that you can share with friends, families, colleagues, GPs, health professionals, you know, anyone that needs a little bit of background or maybe convincing about why there is solid science behind this whole approach and a better way of approaching our bodies and our mental and physical health is this anti-diet way. And of course, if you are struggling personally with your relationship with food, with exercise or your body as a result of diet culture toxicity, then come and join us at our Untrapped online course because this is an amazing community that's been created with you know, 11 other anti-diet health professionals. As I said, Meg is one of them. And so many awesome people have become a part of this community now as they have traveled through, done the course and improved things. So if you are struggling, come and join us. There is a really different and lovely, you know, liberated way of living. So untrap.com.au. So that's it for another week. Thank you, everybody. Look after yourselves and I'll see you next week. And in the meantime, trust no one. Think critically. Push back from diet culture. Untrap from the crap.